Okay. Go Big Red, and welcome to the Husker Hollis Half Hour. Today we have frequent special guest, Mike Gap, and uh, we're also, uh, we have our new logo designed by Cole Rui Ballad. So uh, we got a lot, we've had a break, we're refreshed. Okay, we're not refreshed, I'm still quite teacher tired. But we're back, we got a lot for you, so uh, here we go! Go Big Red! Go Big Red! Wow, you're a little more on fire than I am. Are you that tired or are you uh, uh, energy tired? I think it's like, okay, have you ever seen... I'm not like... Bur- yeah, I'm energy tired. I'm I like in previous years at the end of the year, I'd be like Frodo at the end of the Lord of the Rings where he's just crawling through Mount, Mount Doom and Sam's wow. carrying him on his back. Now, with this year, with the COVID year, I feel mm. like... Katniss in the last Hunger Games movie where someone points a gun to her head and she just pulls the gun and says, go ahead, do it. And the guy just freaks out and goes, no, and then she cries. Like, that's what I feel like at the oh. end of this year. So, okay. Don't yeah, cry tonight, please. Yeah, I won't cry, but it's a little insane. Yeah, definitely energy tired. But anyhow, we got a lot for you. We're very excited. Very, very cool. Today, uh, we're going to cover um, baseball. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit about Frosty. We're going to talk about Oklahoma and their feelings towards the scheduling of the Nebraska game. We'll briefly talk some Big 12 stuff, uh, you know. Uh, Not Big 10, Big 12. And then we'll go to the Big 10 stuff and talk some Ohio State, some stuff. And then we have Garth! Garth Brooks. James, I've received a comment, and I shared that earlier before the podcast. Yeah. My wife has officially stated this podcast is not terrible that's great that's what i hear at work i was uh mr hanchowski who's a frequent listener he one time he said i really thought it was going to be kind of awkward and uncomfortable like you are normally but it surprisingly wasn't and i'm like oh my goodness thank you and i gave him a hug which i get bet that was awkward and uncomfortable for him (laughs) well i'm glad to hear that as a realistic compliment because if someone said that is the best podcast I've ever heard, yeah, no. I go, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. The Husker Doc Talk, I think, is the best podcast. That's solid. It's very good. And then the character, the character uh, Gut Reactions is my number two. Yeah. I like yeah. him. It would be so fun to have him on the show or to be on his show. So, yeah, character, please. HMU, <laughs> as the kids say. Yeah. All right. So to uh, business. Baseball. Oh my gosh, Will Bolt, you are a god. Oh my gosh, Bill Moose, good hire. Good hire, good hire. Did you see Mojo's catch? Okay, James, I'm not super knowledgeable on baseball. Okay, well, I know that I neither I, am I, but I was watching Sports Center, you know, batter not, batter not. Oh, that hit Sports Center. Number 2 highlight of the of the week. Number two, it's gonna probably win an SB. It was that good. He um, ball was like in the foul zone. He like jumps over the wall like he seriously flies like Superman. Catches it, and it was like a it was a Big Ten record crowd at this event too, and just like big pop, like you know, like when wow. Hulk Hogan used to come out on WWE wrestling, that yeah. kind of a pop. Ah. Like it was a huge pop, and so yeah, that was. You know, wow. I saw I, that on SportsCenter, then I saw the replay. Wow. I gotta admit, I, I'm fairly neutral. I'm not that interested in baseball. I'm I'm neutral to slightly lukewarm on Nebraska baseball. I listened to a whole lot of it when I used to drive the state for work. And baseball and radio to kill time on the road is a wonderful thing. But yeah, but I am really pleased 
to know that Will Bolt has Nebraska baseball is exciting. It could almost make me want to watch baseball. I I did the other day. I mean, I don't love baseball. I like going to it live. Yes. Like I'm definitely uh, in a couple weeks. I'm going to hit up a Hastings Sodbusters game, and you know, like I used to love the Storm Chasers when I lived in Omaha, and that was fun. Uh, so I mean, I I don't love baseball, but eh, it's okay. And but I do like that the Huskers are successful. The only thing I'm worried about: Will Bolt's success does that make it harder for Frosty? Well, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with some expectations. Look what Will Bolt did now. Will Bolt didn't have the pressure that Frosty does, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if so, it's hard to really compare them directly. I think you just got to take it as. Go Nebraska baseball. We got something to cheer about. Yeah, our volleyball team's good. Our bowling is good. Our baseball is good. Wrestling still doing very Wrestling well. Wrestling is good. Yeah, but um, I yeah, it's just our football and basketball are still. I think it's too early to tell with Hoiberg, and I still I love Hoiberg. I think he's good, but I think even if we had Jesus Christ himself coaching basketball, I think we'd still struggle in the Big Ten. I really do. Yeah. Well, at, yeah, and I'm kind of neutral on basketball too. So yeah, I'm mostly a football guy. So, uh, so that's that's that. So interesting stuff. Um, I do think with Bolt being successful, even if Frost tanks the season, I don't think you see Moose get fired. I think Moose has done everything you have done. It's taken longer for Hoiberg. It's taken longer for Frost, but he had to hire Frost, and Hoiberg was a splash hire. The volleyball team's still good, and Bolt huge hire. Like. You can't let him go. And I was talking with another friend um, about this, and he goes, really, Frost should be safe. Do you think a new coach would want to take a team to Ireland right away? Like, so I don't know. I do think Frosty needs to win six. I'm really worried if he doesn't win six, that's game over for him. I really am. Even those contracts says he would have one more year. If he does have that year, I think people would just try to make him miserable. I just, I really hope. Like, oh, man. Contract... How many years does he? He's have? got one more year after. I, this oh, he next was seven year. mil for five years, or was it? It was five, five which seven. got extended to seven. Five mil for seven. Oh, his original contract comes yeah. up, but he's got it. Eh. Yeah. So who knows? But uh, <sighs> that's the thing that's kind of. So I don't know. So uh, for this next segment, uh, first of all, I just got a shout out to uh, our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Little Dutch Made Cookies. You can find them in the dollar section of Super Saver. They are knockoffs of Oreos, and they taste just as good as Oreos. When I have guests over, they usually refuse the cookies, but if I put them in a fancy cookie tin, they can't tell the difference. And uh, I tell you, you get the whole thing of Oreos for a buck if you get the little Dutch-made ones. And if you get the real Oreos, it's five bucks. Well. You can get, like, five times the Oreos. So is that what Dairy Queen does when they make an Oreo blizzard, or they just buy in a... A knockoff in bulk? I bet you they do. We can neither confirm nor deny that statement. I bet you they do. Postulating. I bet you they do. (laughs) But anyhow, so okay, Okay. this next segment. Oklahoma, (laughs) going to talk about our old rival. Their AD is very, uh, very angry at the time of this game. Um, Like most of Nebraska's games, this game is at 11 o'clock (laughs) a.m., Oklahoma, which they're already mad at us. I do think, I don't think we officially tried to back out. I just think seriously, Moose is right. We had options on the table. We have a tough schedule. I bet you like when they were seeking multiple approaches, he was like, 
We have a tough schedule. Could we potentially pull out? I think it's okay to have it on the table, but I know he's mad at us, but here's the thing. And this makes me mad at the AD. He talks about how we have a storied rivalry. He had all sorts of events planned to celebrate this great rivalry. Where was Oklahoma when the Big 12 was founded and when they divided up the North and South divisions when we lost our every year rivalry? We could have made that a protected rivalry game. Nebraska wanted to keep that. Oklahoma was down. Remember, we were hanging 70 points on Oklahoma and Tom Osborne's last year. Uh, They were down. That was uh, the John Blake years, the donut man, but still great recruiter. But uh, yeah, so they said Texas is their rival. They did not fight to keep the Nebraska-Oklahoma game as a protected rivalry. They just let it go. I can't blame them in a certain way. Who doesn't want to have a storied rival whom you continually pound? Yeah. And why wouldn't they want us to make it a big national stage rivalry and then Oklahoma can wave their flag of, we are more storied because we're still amazing. This would be, uh, we're not, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to blow sunshine anywhere inappropriate. We'll be lucky to not get killed by Oklahoma, okay? Oklahoma <sighs> is a reputable, solid program. Nebraska is not currently. We just aren't. Um, I know anything can happen. I know our defense will be much better. Our line might be better, and I'm excited about our receivers. And, boy, I got lit into. I was on um, In Frost We Trust on Facebook. I'm in that group. It's a positive group. I said something. I said, well, I'm glad we're not at primetime because uh, we've been getting creamed at primetime, and we need to beat someone decent before we play another primetime. We need to show, we need to prove that we can win big games before we go to primetime again, because I think it kills our program to just get creamed like that. And then, oh man, I had about five people light into me about, how dare you think we have no chance in this game? You call yourself a fan, and I'm like, no, I'm rooting that we are competitive, and if an upset happened, great, but I don't (laughs) think that's going to happen. I don't. How about you say, we're not a lock. Oklahoma can pretty much show up, put it in cruise control, and should win the game. They should. They should. That, that's what it is on paper. Yes, I know. We don't play games on paper, but... Spencer Rattler is a good quarterback. Oh, my gosh. They're, Spencer Rattler. You know, Oklahoma's probably irked that they can't that they can't play us in prime time to prime time shellack us to maintain yeah. their voters for... Yeah. That's probably so, why they're ticked. Yeah. But my thing is, if you're mad now, why didn't you fight to keep this rivalry? Because... Uh, you know what? That was one of the reasons why we left the Big 12. All this Texas dominance. Them saying, oh, no, Texas is our real rival, not Nebraska. Yeah, well, bye-bye. Yeah, you didn't want to be our rival because we were whooping you too much. Yeah. And that's... Or in recent times. Yeah. So, I, yeah. And which brings me back to the Big 12. Kind of, uh, in 2020, there was the whole Frost said, we'll play anyone, anytime. Yeah. And <clears throat> that fired me up. And I admit, I was so gung-ho on, let's join the Big 12. Let's go back in there. Come on. Yeah, let's do it. Forget the Big... You know what? When I found out how much money we made last year in the Big 10, even with a shortened season, yeah, the Big Ten's a good place for us. And <laughs> I was on Husker Max the other day. I don't post on it. I just don't have the time. But I lurk on Husker Max. I do. I read what everyone has to say. And I think somebody, I don't even remember who is, because I don't get into the drama. I just read it, glean information. Uh, someone pointed out, you know, right now, Kansas State is pretty darn good. They beat Oklahoma a couple times. Iowa State is 
pretty darn good. Nebraska used to have Kansas State and Iowa State figured out. Mm -hmm. But right now, if we were playing the way we were, Kansas State and Iowa State would beat us pretty good. Would you rather be beat regularly by Kansas State and Iowa State or Wisconsin, Iowa, and pummeled by Ohio State? Well, I already know what you're going to answer because we talked about it earlier. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with I'd rather get whooped in the Big Ten. Yeah, with the big stadiums, the story <clears throat> traditions. So, yeah, I, I just I don't know. With Oklahoma complaining about the rivalry, I'm I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying this as a Husker fan, and this is where I'm going to get controversial. It's like an X. We need to leave it in the past. We'll play Oklahoma this year and next year, and it's fun to sometimes play old Big Twelve foes. But you know what? Move forward. Let's the, move forward. The I can't rival- believe I'm saying it. The rivalry as it sits is dead because it's not a rivalry unless you got two teams who are coming in really close and competitive. Now, thinking about Big 12 days, when it was even Big 8 days, that Bill McCartney made Nebraska-Colorado mm-hmm. a rivalry, and, but they always showed up to play Nebraska like yeah. it was a national championship game. They did. And we have... We haven't seen that spark out of the Frost crew yet of just playing world beaters like, oh my gosh, how are they playing to this level? They did for a half at Ohio State last year. We did. That was cool. But we haven't played a whole game where we really pushed someone to go, oh no, we might not beat who we're supposed to beat. But we haven't. You know, what's crazy, I think our team that we play most like a rival, it's sad, but it's Northwestern. Yep. More than our trophy (laughs) games. And that's why I'm glad we're playing them in Ireland next year. Um, Northwestern, it's always a dogfight. It's always a fun game. It's just so sad that we have so many resources at Northwestern. They have their new facility, but it's nothing compared to the tradition and resources we have. But it's a competitive, fun game to watch. Instead of a trophy, they should have like a big uh, wooden end, like the one on my wall, and have the winner spray paint it. If it's Nebraska wins, we spray paint it red, or, you know, or if Northwest, they spray paint it purple. Or we should have like, uh, the winner of the game the next year, the other team has to take the ends off of their helmets. Like, that would be so cool. But no one would stand for that because they're, they're, they're scared. <laughs> well, it's mostly Nebraska because we can't consistently beat anybody right now. So you don't want to make any wagers. <laughs> and so, yeah, but it's just, yeah, we just don't have that rivalry. We don't, but, you know, moving forward. But Ohio State, even though they cream us, and even though the Big Ten kind of cheated on their own rules and let them in, which they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have done for anybody else. Um, Texas Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Kevin 19. Oof. I had to say it. But anyhow. There you Here's your one for the show. I still don't hate them as much as I hated Texas. I really do because uh, they were kind of our buddies in the whole getting to play thing. And right now they're thinking about making a 30 for 30 on the 2020 season. And there's tweets and emails being released where they're saying, Hey, Nebraska's thinking about going independent, which, whoa. And we want to do what Nebraska's doing, where it has definitely been proven. Ohio State had the big haymaker and power to get it done, but we started Ohio State on that, which that's huge. And I really hope Frosty and Moose get some credit for that because it was a good decision to play. It really was. I want to dovetail bounce just Go back for it. to how that we don't want to say we're beating down on the Huskers here. Love them dearly, but yeah. the Frost era just hasn't shown us what they're it's, capable of it's yet. It's a prove it. 
We're, yeah. uh, we're steadfast. I love Frost. I have how many pictures of him in this room right now? We're not now? gonna count. A lot, but um, <laughs> I love Frost. I want him to succeed, and I think if he had to get let go, it would depress the Husker fan base terribly. Like, oh mm -hmm. my god. And I would really struggle with it. But he needs to prove it. It's like, it, come on. We want to see him go. It's time. We gotta knock somebody off. <laughs> somebody of significance off. I believe in... And, and I think I, it can happen. Yes, I believe we are capable of better than what we've seen. It's the decision make. Anyway, that that was just a minor yeah. dovetail. Because yeah, I we thought we were to. kind of trashing we were a bit. a little bit. We need to work yeah, that part in. Just, so we're back on good It's old. hard to be a Husker fan. Why, God, why? <laughs> <laughs> there it is, right there. And good old Ohio State, you know, you go back to the Urban Meyer. Yes, you want to call him Urban Crier. But he's got... <laughs> have you not heard that before? I have not. That's hilarious. Okay, yeah. Urban Crier. Yeah. Mm. Not the first, but first time for you. That's fine. You, know, you go back to the Urban Meyer. He wins national championship games on third-string quarterbacks. I mean, yep. you can try... You, you can despise Urban Meyer all you want, but you cannot deny the system and program he built at Ohio State because he's second in command, just took it over, and it is just as relevant as it was when Urban Meyer stepped down, although maybe not quite as because I think, did Ohio State hang better with the Bama and Clemson before well, I don't even remember. I think they did, yeah. Didn't Ohio, okay, now Ohio State... Who did they... Did they whoop Clemson? I don't even remember, but I do know they Ohio State's last they championship was with Urban Meyer. Yeah, what was the playoff last year? It was Bama, Clemson, remember. Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Yeah. And I think Bama and Notre Dame played, and then Ohio State pretty much lit up Clemson. But Yes, then, they did. It was so, so shocking. Yeah. So, yes, Ohio State didn't win the whole thing, but doggone it, they... They didn't pull hold up to Bama at the end. Yeah. Did they get steamrolled by Bama? It or, was pretty decisive. It, it was, was decisive. But doggone it, I I got to tip my hat to Ohio State. I can sure get sick of them. But I, I will go back to a quote that I heard from an Ohio State fan in our stadium who was mad at the game, mm -hmm. who said something effective, what happened to you guys' football team? Because... The Ohio State person came to Lincoln to experience what this is supposed to be. And we just roll over and die. And we roll over and die. Why couldn't Osborne's handoff to Solich be as smooth as Urban Meyer's handoff today? He's saying, why well, God, why? Why God, why? Well, if Solich <laughs> just could have produced those anomaly final Osborne years, there would have been, it would have been simple. Yeah, I totally was looking forward to Urban Meyer leaving because I was like, they're going to decline. Yay! Yeah. Oh, they're still juggernauts. Yep. And I think they might have actually be looking better than <laughs> Urban Meyer. That's what sucks. I hate that. Oh, man. At least we have the hope Wisconsin might not be the Big Ten bully anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So then maybe we could win the West and then go get. That would help. Then go get pound, get trounced by Ohio State. You know, as long as we're in that championship game, I'm That'd okay be something. If we get trounced. At least you're there, you know, and baby steps. I think people got to realize that baby steps. Oh, gosh. Oh. Win six, Frosty. Just win, win six. six. Oh, Don't please. look stupid. Please, God. Let him win six. Please, God. <laughs> hey, uh, I listened to some Sipple radio show. Um, I like him. Have you turned around on simple? Simple. Well, at I one mean, point, 
I, he's he's the nice guy to Frost, where he puff pieces him. He kind of builds him up, so he's all right. I've he's listened the to his radio. Guy. I've listened to his, the radio show, and he's he is a he's touch right. more critical. Sipple to me reminds me of your your grumpy uncle who's watched a whole lot of Husker football because he signed on during the ta- the tail end of Osborne's years. True. So, but I listened to Sipple. Sipple said we could win eight. That's what Moose Can. said. And that's weird. I'm like. Are they, are they I don't see it. I don't see us winning eight, and I'm a diehard fan. I don't see it happening, but they're, that would be great. I would go nuts. Do people in the program, closer to the program, see things that we're not? Yeah. I hope so. I hope so, too. So that's that's exciting. And what's even more exciting, um, Garth Brooks. Oh, Garth yeah. Brooks. Yep. Garth Flippin' Brooks. Yep. I've got a little... Snoop not- Garthy Garth. Okay, I'm done. Wow. <laughs> I have to share kind of a personal story to me with Garth Brooks. I have never seen him live. I thought he was overhyped at one time. Like, yeah, yeah, he kind of. I used to grump because when he first came out, he was changing the face of country music to be more popular. Kids in my high school started to become cowboys, and I use quotes, wearing the brush popper rodeo shirt, something. Bolo ties. I like yep. my bolo tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing where Garth Brooks, the man is a pure entertainer. I mean, that he he feeds off his fans so much the the point my most personal garth brooks story i had is i had a rough weekend back home and i went back to back to my dorm at college and fell asleep half to half half depressed somewhat i just yeah i was down so i pop on an hbo special and it's garth at central it's central park and he's I singing. used to have that on VHS. So he's singing. He gets the crowd singing back to him. And you just see this elation. He said some of the effect of, some say singing to you is so great. It's so great to hear you singing to me. Yeah. The, oh, man. Um, His connection. prayers, that song. Or yeah, he, he sings that. And the whole audience sings with him. I watched that over and over and over. I had HBO as a kid. My parents had HBO, so I taped it on VHS. And I was a kid. I was kind of sheltered, living in Little North Platte. I watched it over and over and over and over again. That moment of him him singing for his fans. Oh, man. Of the the connection that he had, still does, clearly. It kind of pulled me out of the deep, dark funk that I was in. Yeah. And I just felt a little bit uplifted, and it kind of gave me the power to get up and say, all right, well, life's still happening. Going to have yeah. to keep moving. And so what's really cool is I will probably cry at Garth Brooks because yeah. what really kind of set me off into that funk was was a personal situation. Okay, fine. It was girls. Yeah, I was totally is. depressed, <laughs> but, depressed with girls, and I'm going to go... With my wife of will be fifteen years then, and it's just gonna be, yeah, I'll cry. I'm gonna admit that because yeah. it'll just be. You've such lived. A... You have lived the unanswered prayer song. You have lived that with Tiffles. Oh, you're. <laughs> Her name's Tiffany. It's okay. I, I, you're not getting in trouble. I said it, not you. <sighs> you know, you're not. You're not uh, getting any points for using that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so there it is, because I, oh, wow, man. You've lived that song with you and Tiffany. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry, Tiffles. (laughs) Gosh. 
So that 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 is my story. I, I'm fortunate enough. Oh yeah, I have tickets by the way. So we, we got them in there. It was rough to get them. I'll probably be working at it, so I might scan your ticket when you come in. <laughs> depends on depends on what gate we're supposed to come in. Yeah, it'd be fine. Instead of welcome to Memorial Stadium, enjoy the game. I'd be like, enjoy. welcome to Garf. <laughs> enjoy the Garf. <laughs> It'll be fun. But yeah, so I don't know. My memory with Garth, what I don't like about him, I don't like how he always reissues his material and releases it, but at least he makes it cheap. And so I end up buying it anyway because I'm like, five bucks. <laughs> I was on Amazon, his triple live. It's only for five bucks new. And I'm like, God, okay, I'll buy it. Like, if that works, if you're going to re-release it, at least make it cheap. But um, the thing with Garth, I don't like that part. But what I do like, um, it was the first album I owned. It wasn't the first one I bought. But it was, uh, my sister had Garth Brooks The Hits dubbed on a tape and just said, here you go, knock yourself out. Because then that was when I was starting to get into music. It was our sixth grade graduation song and someone picked it. My sister happened to have it. So I listened to it to just practice the song because, yeah, today I would send kids the YouTube link. Back then you really couldn't do that. So I listened to the song we were doing. It was, we sang for sixth grade, we sang We Shall Be Free for sixth grade graduation. But then I started listening to the rest of the album and just... I was just in sixth grade, but I realized, oh, songs can be about personal stuff. Songs can connect with you, and that's that's just huge. And so I kind of, it got me into music. I mean, I found different things that I listened to, and I, Garth is a little cheesy, but he got me into it. And yeah, so that that's something. And uh, I, I actually would like to play a Garth Brooks song. I, I am going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject another But go one for it. Yeah, because no hurry. We got plenty of time. Extremely deep and personal. Yeah. But I grew up in the town of February, Nebraska. And within one year, I had a kid one year older than me and a kid in my class both pass away. Or they, they, they both died in accidents. Mm-hmm. And that's a town of 5,200. So we had two youth deaths not that far apart. Man. And they played at that funeral both times, Garth Brooks the dance. Oh, no. I mean, I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance. I mean, yeah. Oh, I will. Pre- okay, I'm going to cry that one too. So, speaking of uh, Husker <clears throat> trivia, mm-hmm. Mike Riley in his I Got Fired speech mentioned the dance he even said well by golly i'm mike riley and i just gotta say i could have missed the pain but i'd have to miss the dance that's my mike riley impression (laughs) hey you know i will give always give this to mike riley he came up with the best retirement plan ever oh my goodness (laughs) yes he did and mike riley came mike riley came and did what mike riley does yeah, he's he a dang nice. good guy. He's good about a 500 media. coach. 500 doesn't do terrible, but doesn't do great. Yeah. And he walked out with a great paycheck, and he's still a nice guy. He's still, I don't think he's doing anything, and neither is Bo, but that's okay. They've earned oh. it. <laughs> the, the tragedy of Bo could be a whole other That subject. could be a whole episode. That, that would be a is, fun one. Well, the, yeah. The ballad of, or what would it be the. The Odyssey of Bo Pelini, or would it be the ballad? I like the ballad of Bo. Let's make it a litter. And I could sing. A, I could write a song about it. That would be cool. The ballad. That's what I got to do. And speaking of that, uh, I, I got a song for y'all today. Um, I am going to go back on something. I first said, "Hey, I'm going to do your request." You know what? 
this is personal. Garth got me into music. I'm gonna be selfish for once. So, ha! I'm gonna do uh, one of my favorite Garth songs. So, uh, yeah. So, we're gonna sign off here. And thanks to the magic of editing, I'm going to record it next. But uh, <laughs> I really, I, I want to thank you, Mike, for um, letting, for uh, coming onto the show, sharing your stories, yep. and for um, for. Uh, not getting too mad at me when I called your wife Tiffles. And Tiffany, I hope you don't get too mad at me for calling you Tiffles. I'm sorry. I call it because I think you're cool. And I'm glad you and Mike have a thing. And you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Typical awkward Hollis, but genuine stuff right there. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's been a good one. Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, go Big Red. And here's some, uh, here's some of me uh, attempting to sing some Garf Brooks. Okay, uh, so yeah, I wanted to record this separately. Uh, this is kind of my first... Uh, I know things are opening up, but I haven't been gigging out for a while. I uh, During the COVID lockdowns, I did a little online concert thing, and I thought, you know what, this isn't going to be a regular thing on the podcast, but uh, since it's Garth, we'll do a Garth song. On Facebook, I had fans vote. There's a lot of songs I really wanted to do, um, but this one was picked unanimously, probably because we've had a lot of storms this last week. Um, and it is storm season, and uh, it's one I've never done before, so I, I kind of didn't want to do it, but uh, we're going to do it. This is uh, The Thunder Rolls. It's one I've never, I've never played this before, um, mainly because acoustically, I don't know if it works or not, you'll have to tell me, but I think it needs electric guitars and the, you know, the the, the thunder sounds, and we don't have those, we don't have the the electric guitar, you know, doing the wow, 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 that part, you know, but uh, we'll give it a try. This is for the fans. So uh, this is me uh, playing some Garth Brooks song I've never done before. This is one of the great story songs. Um, was originally recorded by Tanya Tucker and later picked up by Garth Brooks. Uh, it's the Thunder Rolls. was very controversial. CMT had the video. It's about infidelity and abuse. And CMT did it. It created a lot of controversy, Garth said, but this happens and it needs to be brought up so we can stop it from happening. And then people are like, oh, well played, Garth. Well played. So, uh, yeah, he benefited from the controversy and also he uh, gave awareness to uh, stopping domestic violence. But, uh, yeah, it's a great story song. I've never done it, uh, so hopefully I do it justice. So, uh, Here's some Thunder Worlds. I'm doing this on my computer. If auto-scroll isn't enough, I might pause so I can scroll. So, be nice. <laughs> Here we go. Three thirty in the morning. Not a soul in sight. City's looking like a ghost town on a moonless summer night. Raindrops on the windshield, there's a storm moving in. Setting back from somewhere that he never should have been. And the thunder rolls. And the thunder rolls. Every light is burning in a house across town. She's pacing by the telephone in her faded flannel gown. 
Asking for a miracle Hoping she's not right Praying it's the weather That's kept him out all night And the thunder rolls And the thunder rolls Another love grows cold On a sleepless night As the storm blows on Out of control Deep in her heart The thunder rolls She's waiting by the window When he pulls into the drive Rushes out to hold him, thankful he's alive. But on the wind and rain, a strange new perfume blows, and the lightning flashes in her eyes, and he knows that she knows, and the thunder rolls, and the thunder rolls. Another love grows cold On a sleepless night As the storm blows on Out of control Deep in her heart Thunder rolls She runs back down the hallway And to the bedroom door she reaches for the pistol Kept in the dresser drawer Tells the lady in the mirror He won't do this again Cause tonight will be the last time She'll wonder where he's been And the thunder rolls And the thunder rolls And the lightning strikes Another love grows cold On a sleepless night As the storm blows on Out of control Deep in her heart The thunder rolls Well, thank ya. Husker Hollis can sing, I guess. So uh, there you go. Thank you for enjoying this. Uh, if Garth Brooks, if you were listening to this, uh, hi. Hi, Garth. Thank you for listening to the Husker Hollis Half Hour. Thank you for listening to my music. Have a good one, and go Big Red.